Welcome to the New Flesh Podcast, the podcast you deserve. My name is Ricky Orpike, and joined with me is the fantastic Jonathan Astro. I'm again, Ricky. You missed. You didn't ask me how it was. <laughs> so you got to say. You got to say. You can't just leave it because then I. Then your guest has to say. Your co-host has to say. I'm good. Thanks. Sorry, I, I was I was consulting my notes for a second. You're then. Really too busy thinking about the next the, the good stuff you got to say. Well, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. However, you know, trying to look. I, this is, doesn't. I was just about to say we've done a hundred episodes. Yes. Well, I should I should uh, bid you a happy birthday. We have turned technically a hundred and one today. Yes. So happy birthday. Well, thank you. Uh, yes, it's been a it's it's been a wild ride. Um, you know, uh, what what do we say? To, you know. Um, well, if uh, if we were pedophile Yoda, we'd say we're only as old as the child we feel. So okay, I'm not going to think about that. Too we're a hundred years young. Yes, hundred episodes young. Hundred episodes young, and you know, uh, I, I feel like that you know we, we're growing. Things are things are happening. Uh, you know, it's certainly um, not as you know. Um, I don't know if people should listen to the first episode. You know, I feel a bit embarrassed. I've said it before. I, I didn't know we were even going to record a show that day. I thought we were just testing the mics, and as it turned out, we, we did a show. Yeah. And then here we are. And then, um, and then, you know, before you know it, hundredth episode interview with uh, Wilfred Riley, which we which we uh, did. Yes, that was very enjoyable. Yeah, wonderful, hilarious, and informative. Just mm-hmm. some other couple of things before we we get into tonight's show. Uh, check out episode 98, uh, interview with Calvin Robinson. We talk about faith and a number of other things, uh, which was very, very enjoyable. 96 is Frank Ferretti, which, again, we talked about Hungary, uh, you know, Ukraine. Uh, I think we even covered Will Smith's slap a little bit. So everything was on the, on the cards yeah. there. So, you know, all three great episodes, and there's a lot more to come. Next week we have an interview with Ian Miller. But that's right, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, that is yes. right. Ian is coming out next week. And uh, if you are frustrated at all with mask wearing over the COVID period, uh, he will get you more frustrated because uh, he has a lot to say about the efficacy of mask mandates. So much so that he wrote a book about it. And, he did. And, and we read it and it was great. So, <laughs> uh, so I hope everyone looks forward to that. And, of course, on Sidebib Cinema, we're, we're in, the, in the midst of our Ken Russell retrospective uh, we've covered the Music Lovers and uh, Crimes of Passion coming up this week. Altered States the week after The Devils. That's that's your new flesh. Well, uh, I've I've enjoyed uh, dipping into Ken Russell. I I hadn't seen any Ken Russell films, and I don't think until you uh, got me onto them. So very important filmmaker, and you know uh, I think uh, I'm not sure if some people only listen to one half of this this podcast uh, or or the other whether you listen to side bits anymore or you just listen to the interviews or or, or our solo shows whatever however uh, you know sometimes we do cover uh, important works of of, of cinema on side and that is what kevin ken russell is and i feel like he has the attitude that we're going for you know because like, sure. yep. because he comes from an era when you could make big brash great pieces of art and yeah some people would be offended but yeah it would still be allowed to be made, mm. uh, and and you know. Whereas now, uh, all efforts are done to to flatten everything, to to take out all the rough edges, all the in- anything that's interesting, and and really, all stories we see now are just uh, you know trying to teach you something, mm. uh, a kind of a public service announcement, trying to to let you know how you disappointed A, B, or C, yep. and you know, or or representational or or raising awareness. You know, yeah, I mean, what, yeah. what does all this mean? You know, mm. boring. And, yeah, boring. Fuck like that. Anyway, I got bored myself even <laughs> saying it. You know. <laughs> anyway, what do you got for me tonight, yeah. Ricky? What's on the menu? Well, I want to talk about uh, Google Docs. Um, now, you and I, we use Google Docs from time to time. Right. Actually, quite a lot for the show. And uh, this week, Google has launched an inclusive language function design into their Google Docs platform. So. Basically, this function, it's designed to avoid the use of politically incorrect words. So typing something like landlord will result in a prompt warning you that it may not be inclusive to all readers, and uh, it'll give you a suggestion that they should uh, that you should try property owner instead. So if you think of, I've got, I've got a few other examples here. So mankind, you know, it should be humankind, 
policeman, police officer, housewife, stay-at-home spouse, although I didn't think many people use housewife anymore. Um, Although I don't think the real stay-at-home spouses of New Jersey quite has the same ring to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure. But so so someone transcribed an interview with an ex-Klu Klux Klan leader, David Duke, in which he uses offensive racial slurs and talks about hunting black people. Uh, This, however, prompted no warnings on this function, but it suggested that President John F. Kennedy's inaugural address should say for all humankind instead of for all mankind. So at this stage, you could say it's fairly unsophisticated, the technology. Um, But uh, there's this guy, Silky Carlo of uh, campaign group Big Brother Watch, I can't believe that's his name, told the Sunday Telegraph that uh, Google's new word warnings aren't assistive, they're deeply intrusive. This speech policing is profoundly clumsy, creepy and wrong, often reinforcing bias. Um, Sam Bowman of online magazine Works in Progress said uh, it feels pretty hectoring and adds an unwanted political cultural slant to what I'd rather was a neutral product as a user. Um, So a Google spokesperson has come out. I almost said spokesman then. Well, then that would be – I'd be out. Okay, if, that, if that's what you're going to do, that's the kind of language <laughs> yeah. you're going to use around me. On this <laughs> show, using that kind of offensive language. That's what you're yes. going to do, and you can just fuck off right now, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so this person from Google said, our technology is always improving, and we don't yet have a solution to identifying and mitigating all unwanted word associations and biases. So why does this it's matter? Missed the point. You know, it, yeah, missed the point. Um, so ever since George Orwell's famous book 1984 was published, people have loved to compare governments to the day of the day to Big Brother. And, you know, like comparisons with Nazi Germany and Hitler, you know, haters still call Donald Trump Hitler. Banging on about 1984, Big Brother gets a little bit tiring, but there's no doubt that 21st century technology has made a lot of all of what Orwell wrote about uh pretty real, actually. Um so, you know. Humankind, mankind, stay-at-home spouse, it's all very trivial. But what happens when this function starts to get political? You know, in the not-too-distant future, will I be able to type the phrase, Fauci is a liar and he deserves to be in prison for his work at the Wuhan Institute of Biology? Uh, well, <laughs> well it would fix up the last word you said because that was wrong. But... <laughs> I know. <laughs> virology. Uh, I don't know why that was so hard to get out. Yeah, no, I don't think. No, no. Will I be able to type President Biden knew of his son's Hunter Biden's dealings in Ukraine and China and that him paying off his son's debts to the total of 800,000 proves he knows what Hunter has been involved in? Do you think I could be able to type that one? Um, again, it might have some other suggestions for you. <laughs> it, might, it might soften some of the language. Mm. Or what about a, a woman is an adult human female. Any woman with a cock is a man. <laughs> No, no, you won't be able to type that. <laughs> no. So, you know, as, as as more and more people are relying on this corrective text software like Grammarly or the auto-suggest functions in, in Gmail or Outlook, you know, they, they're going to face situations that are either annoying at best or at worst a violation of, of human thought. You know, it, it's going to train people to use the correct words. But who gets to decide what what these correct words are, you know? And and that sort of brings us to this idea of the the evolution of language. So all languages evolve over time, and English is no exception. You know, the obvious evolution comes about with new technology. So, you know, George Orwell, he never heard of email or text or the word app that we use nowadays. These words were needed as new technology is invented. But words like housewife, negro, nymphomaniac, half-caste, dwarf, retard. These words have slowly moved out of people's vocabulary as society advances and becomes more sensitive, aware, or educated, I guess. So, you know, languages retain the most important words and unuseful or less adequate words naturally fall by the wayside, you know. And I recommend everybody listen to, uh, everyone read this book called Mother Tongue, The Story of the English Language, which is written by Bill Bryson, he goes into this in depth. And Bill Bryson's, you know, he's a pretty lightweight, sort of fun, fun uh, writer. You know, he, he has these sort of light observations about life and all that sort of stuff. But the book is actually quite fascinating. It's, it's all about the English language. But, you know, what about words like breastfeeding, 
mother, father, sister? What about anatomical words such as vagina and penis? Do we still need these words? Are they still useful to the human race? You know, I would have thought as maybe in the medical profession, someone comes in with a problem or whatever, you know, imagine if you couldn't use the word vagina, you know. I mean, that's that's what they want, really. That's what they're trying to get us to do. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think it's good that language evolves alongside human beings, but it's not good when giant tech companies in Silicon Valley try to force its evolution on us, you know. And like I said, we use Google Docs for this show, and I think it's a bit troubling for us because, you know, we, you know, John, you're based in Sydney, I'm in Melbourne, you know, you've sort of left me behind here in the People's Republic of Melbourne. Mm. Uh, but Google Docs helps us to work thousands of miles away from each other, you know. Thousands? Thousands. Is it thousands? I think I it could be. Okay. Australia's a big country. I'm in the humanities. <laughs> You're not a scientist. <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> what am I, a I'm mathematician? A <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. No, no. It, it does help us for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit alarming that because um, we're seeing big tech and government sort of working in lockstep now. You know, I mean, there's nothing to it's not not such a stretch to think that you know the collusion between google and say you know the us government will uh result in some sort of censorship of people's writing using these using these platforms you know we're becoming more and more dependent on these things uh mm. like google docs you know and since we're sort of on the topic of things that are in the realm of 1984 the biden administration has announced a new uh a new organization to fight the spread of disinformation online. So it's called the Disinformation Governance Board. And uh, have you heard about this, John? A little bit. They're calling it the Ministry of Truth. Yes, which is what what uh, what they call it in 1984. So the main character in that in that novel, Winston, he works for the Ministry of Truth, and his job is actually to correct old information. Uh, go back into the historical archives so it aligns with the current government's position on whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, several critics have compared it to that Ministry of Truth. And um, it's just another example of government trying to police free speech on the internet. And I think it's telling that this organisation has been announced after the news of Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. Uh, and they've actually assigned the person to to run this Ministry of Truth uh, Nina Jankowitz, and uh, she's hit the headlines for this rubbish song, song that she sang about disinformation on TikTok to the tune of, of all things, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Let me play this for you now. Bombering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we Come really on. should take note and not. Dreadful woman. Okay, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I think, um, you know, incredibly unserious person. Uh, this is this exactly. Is, uh, like, I mean, what are these people, what, why do we have to now say, oh, like, you know, what, what, AOC's a, you know, congresswoman, but she should be able to, like, you know, do TikTok yes, and, like, you know, know, be cool with the kids. I mean, she's a person too. She should live. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then now they're like, there's like plum rolls in the government going and they're like, oh, what, what? So she sings silly songs on TikTok. I mean, she can still yeah. be like a serious politician and I'm like, <laughs> No, but, she but, but she's singing them about the job she's about to do, though. Like, well, that's the they're, next they're, level. you know, they're talking about misinformation and disinformation as though they're the worst things in the world. But then you sing a song about it like that. I mean, mm. well, I mean, I, I just think she's, it's it's too many levels. I can't I can't fit it into my brain. Like, <laughs> but they've gone right for it. They've said, okay. I mean, you know, and 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 what are these fucking terms now anyway? Misinformation, yes, disinformation. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. it's it's the evolution of fake news, isn't it? Well, it is, and it's and it just feels like um, people. So, okay, misinformation, incorrect or misleading information presented as fact, either so either intentionally or unintentionally. So, so even if it's unintentional, mm. that's like some sort of crime. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, 
Yeah. That's a problem. And so disinformation is presumably like uh, completely wrong, right? But what it says is propaganda pretty much. The subset of right. propaganda and is false information that is spread deliberately to deceive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think one particular field that suffers is going to suffer hugely is the scientific community, you know, because you, you have to be able as scientists to put out a hypothesis or to talk about what you think is happening and scientists and to, and to be wrong. Yeah. And to have that questioned uh, by the rest of the scientists. And to not know community. that you're wrong. Yes, exactly. You know? I mean, you, you, you could, yeah. I mean, you're not doing it. You're not being wrong on purpose. It's just the process by which you come to a, a consensus and to, to find out new information. And that's sort of how science works. That is the scientific method, you know. But this Jankowitz woman, uh, this is her background. She's a, a global fellow at the Nonpartisan Wilson Center and wrote the book, uh, the 2020 book, How to Lose the Information War, Russia, Fake News, and the Future of Conflict. Uh, but this woman also believes that the Hunter Biden laptop was planted by Russian agents. Okay, all right. So Did that's, she said, that's she what said she that? believes. She has said it's that, an and she Biden. hasn't she hasn't walked that back. She said that you know early on in the in the Hunter Biden scandal. Okay, but she hasn't walked um, that back. Well, where's your credibility? Like, I mean, yeah. Hunter himself has admitted that it was his mm. laptop, and you know what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. there's no. Uh, uh, this this woman is, um, yeah, it's comical. It's a comical yes. appointment. Yeah, With, without the musical theatre element. Yeah, that's right. You know, but now that I mean, that's a, it's a silly song. You know, <laughs> you can't. I mean, super super califragilisticexpialidocious is a silly song, anyway. But it's also fucking old as well. Like you're on TikTok, it is trying old. to appeal to the younger generation. They would just they wouldn't even get the reference. They'd be like, "What is this weird?" Operatic song, old woman as well. Shouldn't she have done it to WAP? Like change the words to WAP probably. and done it. The problem is she probably doesn't know what WAP is, so <laughs> it works both ways. No, it is. It, she is coming across as a silly old woman. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a silly old woman in a writer's room. Yeah, in America, mm. like someone who's you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, she's like oh oh I love Mary Poppins. So it's so yeah. it's so it's so funky. And you just go, yeah, yeah. You are. She's probably one of those Glee Glee Club nerds from back in the day, you know. Well, I just, you know, I just think that, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's it's silly, and um, these these look. If indeed these are serious problems, we need serious people to to tackle them. Mm. And and uh, and if you care about disinformation so much, or, or, or misinformation, then. Speak about it properly, and uh, and and win us over. By the way, as well, win. How about whatever happened to winning hearts and minds? Like 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 like. Why don't these yeah. Why don't these people come out and like? She speaks to you for five minutes, and you go, "Oh my god!" Like I had no idea that you know you're absolutely right. That, that it is a big problem. The way you've the way you've convinced yes. me, it's, yeah. it's a big problem. And you know you you did you didn't just say you were nonpartisan. You showed me by mentioning both Rudy Rudy Giuliani and Hunter Biden a, a, as examples. But instead, you've just told me in a silly song she's got you know a, all these sort of left wing talking points. And then just privately, she's also said well in other forums she's allegedly said that she thinks that the the Russians were on top of you know with, with, yeah. uh, the laptop. Mm. Which is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, someone did make the point on uh, on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was, um, that other other people to have these sorts of ministries of truth include Hitler and Stalin and Goebbels and people like mm. that, you know. But but I don't understand. There's so much I don't understand. Also, I've thought about this recently. This is just a general, general point. And maybe this this is a, a a way to figure out where someone sits on on a certain kind of ideological spectrum or something. But why is it anyone's business what nonsense you believe? Like if you believe if you're not hurting yeah. anybody, like yes. if you're the Q, yeah. like the Q shaman went into the Capitol <laughs> and did a lot of mad shit. So you love the Q shaman. I do. Well, because it's <laughs> he's he's famous. I mean, unfortunately, he's probably never going to see light daylight again. I know, but you know. If you believe nonsense and, you, you know, in fact, there's a charming movie in the, and play, uh, a very awarded play from the 50s with James Stewart called Harvey about a guy who's who's got a, an imaginary rabbit and everyone thinks he, this guy's crazy, and yeah. but he's lovely. And the whole message of the film is 
oh, well, well part of the message is like, like the, gen- the bad behaviour of everyone around him, the way they want to lock him up and take everything he's got, o- got away from him because he's got this imaginary friend, the message is clear. It's like, oh, well, wh- wait a minute. Like let's just forget about the – if he believes this rabbit, like he's still a lovely guy and, yeah. and he cares about people. He's trying to help people and do all this stuff. And we're the assholes. So why now is everyone – you know, I mean, I want people to believe everything, only the true things, only the good things, only the right things. But why now is this whole this this push for this desperate push to control the truth, to to have yeah a fucking truth ministry? And so I don't get it. I'm mm. I'm so confused as to why it's why um, this has become such a this is like taken over from the from the war on terror, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point. It's like that. What they're talking about all this misinformation, disinformation, but but yeah, is, is it just a smokescreen for something else that's happening behind the scenes? You know. Yes. Um, the amount of money that the Bidens made, uh, you know, in Ukraine <laughs> yeah. and yeah. everywhere else they've worked. I mean, yeah. What what this is it is this is a front for elites mm. making money. Yeah. That's what it is. Has to be. Mm. Well, watch this uh watch this space. We'll have to see uh see what happens and, and, and how this ministry of truth is, is gonna work, you know. Yeah. Well, I think I know how it's gonna work. It'll just be whatever they want it to do. Yeah. It'll do. Mm. And it won't have any you know, any real function. It's yep. just yeah, nonsense. Well, I'm sure if uh Trump makes a return, he will get rid of it. Yes. Uh, ironically, his new app is called Truth Social. Is it? Yeah, and it looks exactly like Twitter. Yeah. And <laughs> he's just replaced the word Twitter and tweets with truth, so to say, retruth. So you can <laughs> really? instead of retweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds deliciously crap. It is. It is. So <laughs> you can retruth something. You can truth out. I'll, I'll truth you later. You know. So he's yeah, he's trying to replace the word tweet with truth. Yes, in other words, devaluing the word to the to yes, extent that yeah. now it's meaningless. Well, I wonder how that's going to go now that that Elon's got Twitter. You know, I mean, there's no use for Trump's platform. You know, well, we'll see. I mean, the deal's got to go through, and you know, who who knows what will happen? But mm. it has certainly made things a little more interesting. Uh, you know, and, and revealed. I think the beha- again. I just mentioned that 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 film Harvey, where the behavior of the humans is revealed by. A situation and mm. what we're seeing on twitter is the same so you know this 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 thing is going to happen maybe elon Musk's going to buy it and the behavior everyone's behavior tells us a lot about them so all the people that have come out and said i'm afraid i'm scared or or gotten angry or, or pretended to quit and then come back yeah, or yeah. whatever you know mm. all right well maybe we need to pick me up to any of the news yeah let's talk to sheila all right All right, Sheila, welcome back. What have you got for us? Hi, guys. Um, I have survived COVID. Thank you for asking. Oh, yes. Selfish Sorry pricks. about that. Yes. Do, do you have um, long, long COVID? I kind of do have long COVID. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I'm How back. Long? What? long enough. Long How enough, long? yeah. Mm. Long, <laughs> wide, thick. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I th- thought you were doing like the not all men. Yeah, but enough men. Um, okay, here we go. Polyamorous couple reveal they fled an ex-boyfriend who tried to kill them and now live in a lawless Californian community known as Slab City, where murderers, rapists and drug addicts go to escape the law, but admit they are terrified of living there. <laughs> that That is the headline. Daily Mail... Daily Mail, I can't reconcile these headlines. This is mm. next level. So There's much information. In there, so, in order to escape, in order to escape a, a crazed boyfriend. killer, you had to then go and hang out with no, no, other no. crazed killers. No, no, their boyfriend. It's their boyfriend. They're polyamorous. Oh, right. 
So you've missed that. So, so yeah. is it, No, I thought the couple escaped by going to this community. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, they escaped. Well, the first part is they escaped their boyfriend, yeah. which you're okay with. So you, you're just moving past that. <laughs> yeah. Okay yeah. with all that. That's you're, good. You're, you're <laughs> down. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and then the, sec- then the second part is that they've gone to Slab City, which is, I don't know where it is. It doesn't sound good. And um, they're terrified for their lives. Yeah, and in so Slab it's out, City, out of the frying pan into the fire. That, yeah, that's what there I'm are saying. murderers, rapists, and drug addicts, and they go there to escape the law. So, what's the message? Is it is it um, work on your relationship better, or like you know, should they have stayed in the relationship and worked worked through their yeah. problems with the, counselling with, with their boyfriend? With their boyfriend, I have no idea, um, but she is dressed like Pollyanna. Um, and their roof seems to be mesh with some sort of vine growing over it. So right. there you go. Oh, and there's a man who's dressed as a pirate. So there you go. Well, it sounds like they got what they deserved. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, as you know, I can't read these articles. I can only cope with the headlines. Barely. Okay. All right, here we go. Vegan, 34, who drinks a glass of his own month old urine every day reveals his sister hates him because of his disgusting habit in brackets which he insists cured his depression and left him looking 10 years younger <laughs> I hate him too. Um, <laughs> is he doing it just to piss his sister off um i That'd don't know but his piss is almost brown well, okay. Um, and, and, and has got some sort of white film at the bottom okay. of the jar. All right. I said good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and if this, is, if this has improved his looks, I fucking don't want to see what he looked like before. Oh, what's he got going so. on? <laughs> 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 oh, what, now you're interested? No, well, I want to go back to me. talking about his piss. So, no, um, we can get back to that, but what does he look like? Um, is he old? Well, how old? Middle-aged. Oh, no. He looks like a wild man of the woods. Um, he's got okay. – it shows him before and he's sort of clean-cut, shaved head, north, sort of north face jacket and stuff, and now he's got wild long hair, no shirt, and a beard that looks like um, a tractor's taken to it. So I don't, I don't know. It's – this is not an improvement. That's a shame. Well, look, I knew as soon as you started reading out the headline, you can you you, you knew I knew that Piss was going to be drunk, you know, <laughs> but I didn't. What I didn't expect was that that they were going to add that extra element of it being really old and disgusting, and and then it cured his depression. You know? <laughs> I, I like I like the thing that his sister hates him. Like <laughs> I, I, she literally hates him because he drinks piss. Like it's not because of his shitty personality or anything. Yes, it's because it's enough, he drinks though, piss. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it, yeah. that's <laughs> that's it, enough to cut him loose. Oh, he's not hurting anyone. It's his own personal habit. I mean, Jill, as long as he's stink. not doing it in front of her. I was going to say, stink. what what is his breath like? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I would expect certain standards. Like if he was, vi- if it was my brother visiting me and he was a piss drinker, a literal piss drinker, I would say, just remember when you leave, um, just, you know, do your mouthwash, do your brush, <laughs> br- brush your toothies and, you know, I All will right. be serving cordial. I'm not serving piss. Um, okay. Yeah, it's his own piss. But the thing that kills me is that it's a month old, and there's a picture of all of his bottles of piss in <laughs> um, on the windowsill, and they're all of varying sort of colour degrees. So he doesn't so refrigerate it, them. No, and I wonder if it goes brown over time. I've got okay. no idea. We've got a lot of academics and intellectuals on this show, and you know, this is what I think they need to be listening to. This is the, this is their light relief. This is the, the light relief. Okay. Yeah, um, but like with so much talk of the piss. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Frank Ferretti loves it. Yeah, Frank, if you're listening, I'm not, I'm not taking this from you two wallies because you get stuck into me when I do too many ass. Um, articles. <laughs> well, there's always and, something going on. Yeah, if I do too many penis articles, you no, get well, shitty look, about that. Can Can you do too many? <laughs> I just want to All right, what's next? Okay, well, I like this because I've had to explain to, you know, my child of late what, you know, I, I've had no 
good explanation as to why women can't go topless if men can just walk around without their tops. I've wondered um, that all so my life. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. Um, women are allowed to swim topless in German pools. After swimmer, I think Daily Mail Mister was was asked to cover their breasts, said she identified as male, and so the city's now changed the rules. Fantastic. Oh, so that's so, that's a bit of, that's woke jitsu. That, yeah. That's the first positive I've I've heard from this movement. And I hope it was an older lady who just said, <laughs> uh, no, sir, I, I'm sorry, I identify as male. I won't be putting uh, my shirt on. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the young little lifeguard wouldn't have known what to do to be like, hang yeah. on, you boomer bitch, you're supposed to play by your rules. No. But I, I don't think there should be an issue with getting your breasts out. I mean, it's it's a, you know. It's fine, I guess. What about what about Bush? The rest of it is that okay? Or ah, uh, well, I mean, no. I Full believe note. I <laughs> like with many <laughs> religious um, situations. I believe what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Okay? okay, so if the geese are saying you must cover yourself, you must cover yourself, but I I don't have to cover myself. I don't have to cover myself mm. in any way, shape, form. Uh, I think that that's horseshit. There's no frangers out though. Like that's not like there's no. Like, no, the but guys... tits. But there's no vaggers out either. Tits. The only tits are not sexual to women. Women, uh, mm. especially if you breastfed, it's just like oh god, these are just slabs of meat uh, that are not sexual items at all. Mm-hmm. Men have sexualized breasts. You you guys are the ones who have made it a thing. So like we got together you know, and we we got together and we went what? and we, we made a, we, we got together and had a meeting. We said, you know what we should do tomorrow? And then they go, what? And I go, you know those those, yeah. those breasts. Hey, I think make, we should make we should sexualize those. all about them. We should yeah. sexualize those. Yeah, and certainly. <laughs> Certainly, women haven't. Certainly, you know, like. And well, what about lesbian women? Are they into it? What into what into tits? Massive, massive breasts. Ah, oh, look, I don't know. I think it'd come down to the individual. Uh, I'm not. I don't I'm want to be sure. gripped. I don't want to be gripped by bosoms the way I am. I'd be happy if. Um, you know, someone removed my neocortex <laughs> and I wasn't, and I didn't, you know. Fuck, we'd, we'd get a lot more work done, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, but that's all fine, you know. You, you But I just, the, the whole thing of seeing a huge uh, sweaty man walking down the road with his man titties out and mm. then my child saying, how come that man with boobs is allowed to get his boobs out? That is true. Uh, mm. But, but we're, yeah. we're not. Why doesn't he have to put his shirt on, you yeah. know? So, you know, either everyone puts them on or no one puts them on, you know? And, Look, you know. The obvious, I mean, you know, we could go into it, but, but it feels like I, I, I'm just speaking for what some people were thinking. They're listening and they're saying it's about supply and demand. No one wants that disgusting guy's man boobs, okay? Whereas, I don't know, like just a, a perfect 10 walking down the street with their dickies <laughs> yeah. out. But how many, very, how many, how many of those are there? This. No, but Seinfeld show, well, it doesn't have, okay, it doesn't have to exactly. be. Exactly. I was going to say, no, no. you know, uh, and actually, possibly. Man, it could be a three. I yeah. don't even care. We don't yeah. care. We don't yeah. care. So we it don't. doesn't matter. So, and Seinfeld showed what happens in the episode with, with Sue Ellen Mishki. She's wearing her bra and uh, she's walking down the street like it's a top and Kramer crashes the car. Yeah. Because that's what actually what would happen. We would crash cars. Yeah. It would be, be the de- decay of society. E- everything would. would break down. Dystopia. The, yeah. Public transport guys, would grind to a halt. You sound like absolute pigs right now. But anyway, moving on. Anyway, I believe all women. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, yeah, believe all, yeah. All right. Oh, I think, I mean, this this plays into um, the New York stuff that you guys sometimes talk about. Here you go. Bronx man, 23, is freed despite being filmed punching helpless driver, 53, while wearing knuckle dusters and shattering man's eye socket after his friends smashed their Lexus into the victim's car, then stole it. Um, can someone tell me what the fuck is going on in New York? Like, is it actually, do they need Snake Pliskin? <laughs> I think they do. They, they need do. Snake <laughs> to get, to get some Bring him people out. Of retirement. out. He, they need Snake to go in there and rescue the, the 
housewives in New York because this is not heading – and they're just freeing these people. But it has been a, a real uh, return to the glory days of New York. Like, Well, know, this is the New York that yeah, I grew up yeah. with and with people yes. going, oh, I'm going to New York. And you go, what? Why would anyone Taxi want to drama. go there? It sounds like an yes. absolute shit hole. And mm. then it went through, you know, the who, who cleaned it up? Was it Giuliani? Giuliani cleaned it yeah. up when he got all mm. the um, – Window the washes. window washers, and he did yeah. them for jaywalking. Yeah. Yes. Um, so no, well, no, but it's 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 exciting. It's an exciting time. I mean, I've heard some of those old comics and stuff talk, like sort of lament that New York's become a bit candy ass. So I wonder if they're liking, you know, that the danger's back. Mm. It's going to be like the danger's back. back. I mean, literally, you, you can know? do it. I mean, this guy proves you can do what you want, and you're just going to be dusters. freed. Yep, knuckle well, dusters. Yep. Well, this is what happens when you, when you defund the police, you know, and you and you criticize them so much that they're they're too scared to to do the actual police work. Policing, yes, yeah. yeah um, I like your idea of buying into the police. I'm happy to pay oh, my, yeah. my yeah. membership. I'll pay my membership. Subscription yes. service, yeah. I haven't been able to get too many people on board with it, but it's, I think it'll what? take off. As Ronnie Cheng said in his stand-up comedy, he said, guys, if you're the people saying, fuck the police, I'm pretty sure you're the reason we need the police. <laughs> yes, you know, true. Like... Yes, it is true. <laughs> Yes. All no. right. Policing well, <laughs> um, this one's for you, John. Spate of cats are mysteriously spray painted by mystery fiend in an Aussie town as furious pet owners demand the culprit come forward. It's disgusting. That's so, the headline. So, are there pictures of these cats? Yep. What colours are they? Yeah, what colour? Uh, lime green, um, orange. Um, variety and even a cockatoo he's lime green i don't know how they got the cocky collateral damage yeah (laughs) how does he how does he hold them down yeah well this this guy's found a way and Mm. um people aren't happy about it neither am i for that matter i think it's um it's not on don't don't spray paint your cats all right i like the use of the word fiend and Mm. also ending the headline with it's Disgusting. It's disgusting. Well, that's a quote, obviously, from an, <laughs> an, an irate yeah. resident. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Outrage as two men demand all women in relationships should quit Instagram because it's cheating in a very heated debate. I expect a certain type of woman when married. What the fuck? Mm. Well, no, but the, the thought experiment there is interesting. So, Ricky, would would what if now your wife thinks nothing like this? But what if you were fully all in with a Instagram chick? Like, you know, she's doing everything she's doing, but she's all about the gram. And and what these guys are complaining about, obviously, it's not that she's into Tupperware and you know, <laughs> unless it's flowers. in a chest. No Tupperware titties. No, it's 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 clearly <laughs> that she's getting the junk out all the time and and showing yeah, it to yeah. the world. So, is there a problem? Would there be a problem with that? Or well, it, it would depend on a few factors. How, how lucrative is what she's got? That's um, that's the first thing. Okay, yeah, she's making a little bit of cash, but it's not not <laughs> okay. enough for you to quit your job. And oh, you're okay. having to take a lot mm. of the photos and yeah, look you... like like an absolute yes. chump yeah, on it. the street, and he, and she's mm. making you lie down on the pavement and stuff, and shoot up and stuff. Mm. Mm. That'd be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Certain kind of woman is what we're after, obviously. <laughs> so it's cheating. It is cheating. cheating. Those guys sound like absolute dickheads. All right, I'm finishing off now. One more. Pandemonium ensues as moviegoer releases live bat during a screening <laughs> a screening of, of Robert Pattinson's new Batman. Batman film at Texas Theatre <laughs> as part of prank attempt. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And there's this video of this poor little bat flying around the movie theatre with people trying to catch him and, uh, yeah, yeah. so looking at that. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, animal animal rights and all that. But uh, apart from that, good gag, great, great stuff. Um, You know, better not be giving us, like, COVID-2. COVID-2, COVID the revenge. I could yeah. say something so Four appalling right now. Like, if you, yeah, 
but I think that would be the only problem. Well, you'd make a tasty meal, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, uh, I think that's fantastic. I don't think we can top that. Uh, I, Sorry I, for me. talking about so much piss. Sorry. No, right. um, oh, I hope I didn't offend nah, any of you. John, John secretly people. loved it. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's, uh, it's probably deserved, I think, in many ways. So I'll get back to butts next week. <laughs> okay, yeah, get back, get back on brand. Yeah. All right. That Thanks, is Sheila. my brand. Okay, see you. Okay, bye. Great job catching the food, Ned. Oh, thanks, Blackie. How do you like your bat, Dusty? Medium rare. Ah, now, John, you, you had something you wanted to talk about. Look, I did, and I, I won't go on forever. And you look, you know, you know most of it, but I, I'd like to get you, you know, maybe you've had some thoughts about it. So we get we get a lot of guests on the show, cover a lot of topics, and I I thought, well, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about the culture wars, and we we, we engage in um, you know fighting the good fight, and that that in, you know, encourages us doing a lot of I've got no other way to put it. You sort of spend a lot of time in, in negative spaces. You know, with negative energy, and, yeah. and and because you know that's just the nature of the fight. And I thought, oh well, why don't we break it up by every now and then having um, a show where we talk about uh, you know literature or movies or, or something like that. Um, and, and so I, I reached out to. And I'm not going to use any names, okay? Because I'm not going to stitch anyone up. But you know, you'll be able to put it together if you're listening to the show from the beginning. I'll just tell you that right now. But 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 basically, I, I reached out to my favourite author. Uh, uh, he, there's a society of people that that you know run his sort of you know fan club, and I reached out to them and I just sent them a message and said, "Hey, you know, like the usual thing, like I'm just looking for a, a, a blah 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 scholar to, or interesting person to talk about th- th- this cool book." And then yep. the person got back to me and said, "Oh yeah, you know that's great. Our, our CEO or the person in charge that they're interested and in, just reach out to them." And I, so I did. I reached out to them and then. Uh, I thought it was all good, and I got this message back, and the person said, "Oh, sorry, so and so shouldn't have given you my details uh, because I thought you were a different podcast, uh, and I and I've listened to it, and I'm, I don't want to be part of uh, the conversations, the type of conversations you're having." Yeah, was that the tenor of the first one? Do you remember yes, that was the yeah. sort of thing? And then I went, "Oh, okay. I, I remember and I you thought- told me about it, and then it wasn't till I actually read because I actually read that that message." Uh, and and saw how it was worded, and it actually shocked me more. Actually, reading just how it was worded was so so curt, you know. Yes, but well, he's obviously he's a crafty writer. So this this guy, so um, he's you know, if you you read it and you just go, oh, okay, this is this is a very appointed reply. And I thought, you know, here's the thing, you know, we could I could just turn back, you know, after that, and I'd could just say oh well fair enough and i'm happy to do that but every now and then you go oh well wait a minute like you hear stories of people you know every now and then just telling someone you know more of their story or or or, or a different perspective and then the person goes oh well i hadn't really considered that yeah and then then, yeah. then give it another go and you thought because you don't want to just like if everyone just walked away on the first knockback then you know we'd have a lot of <laughs> you know, not much would happen <laughs> so right. um yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd give it another go and I just explained my case and said, oh, look, it could be a great opportunity for us to talk about this book. And, and I explained out, you know, some of my, my credentials to talk about, about about the book and everything like that. And 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 then he sends this other message back saying, I didn't mean to impugn your film and, and literature knowledge or whatever, which was, you know, him impugning me by saying that. And, um, and then... Uh, and said, yes, no, I, I have listened and I just, yeah, don't want to be part of the types of discussions you're having. So... Um, uh, there was a few things, you know, there was this whole thing about I felt naked, you know, I was humiliated mm. and I'd called with this guy and I'd, I'd, I'd asked him to come on twice and I should have walked away on the first, you know, anyone listening might be like, oh, well, you should have just walked away. It's like, yeah, but, you know, sometimes you've got to try again just in case. And um, so I obviously railed to you about it, but but I thought the the, the, the things that brought up for me that was, it was interesting was the shame of why am I so hurt? Because someone listening would be like, what's the big deal, John? Like, why don't mm. you just like get over it? And I'm like, well, because, you know, this is my favourite author's society and the, now that they're off the table because the head guy doesn't want to, you know, thinks that we're pornographers or something, mm. intellectual pornographers, <laughs> then, 
that means I don't get to talk about that 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 work and so uh, and, and celebrate it. And I just thought it was a real shame that that uh, art, I thought art could bring people together and that we could look mm. across you know different our, our our differences and talk about things. So I just thought yeah. it was a real shame that we don't get to do that. No, what, would you make? Well, it's, it is a shame that it seems because uh, now you know we're not we're not engaging in hate speech on this show. You know, I, I mean, we so. joke around, you yeah. know, we piss fight around, but you know, we 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 are considered and measured in our viewpoints. I think, and and we talk we talk with a lot of people who uh, have some controversial views. I guess. Uh, but people that are themselves grappling with with the situation that's happening with the culture wars and 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 stuff like that, and it's just a shame that that you can't be uh, inquisitive about uh, the sort of things that we're we're covering, the sort of topics we're covering, because it, well, you can, but if you do, it closes you off from. Uh, a whole section of the community now, you know, I mean, you and I, we've been engaged in the arts community, uh, you know, all of our lives. We've been trying to, you know, hustle and get get works up. You've been trying to get films made, you know, I've been trying to get music written and whatever. And it's just a shame that now it seems that that, that portion of society seems uh, totally blocked from us now, you know, which yeah. is a shame. And, you know, we weren't asking this guy to come on to talk about, uh, the transgender movement or BLM <laughs> or or anything like that. We just wanted to talk to him about this particular author and his works and perhaps literature in general um, because we're interested in it and we think it's, a, you know, an interesting topic and we think our audience might get something out of it as well. And, you know, he's, you know, it's almost like, um, I don't know, it's, he's got this view that we can't, you know, we can't, be in love with this author and hold these views or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I just am really confused, you know. It's it's really confusing because, you know, I, I remember a time when if you loved literature and if you loved, you know, and let's just say it's a 20th century uh, novel and, and fairly well known, but there was a time, you know, even 20 years ago where if you were centre-left and you were in the arts, then... You liked transgressive mm. stuff. Like you'd yeah. go to some writers' festival and you'd hear, you know, someone like Hunter S. Thompson, some really loose guy, come mm. and talk, and he'd say outrageous things. Maybe even some really offensive stuff. And they'd be, he might be drunk, or you know, you'd, you'd go and watch crazy movies. You'd watch David Lynch. You'd watch banned movies, or, or people like you know, our famous reviewers in Australia, uh, Margaret Pomerantz, you know, would go and watch. You know, and defend these movies that the cops were trying to ban, like come it would come in and shut down these movie screens. She would do a base noir and these other films, mm. and uh, that's what it was to to be in on the centre left or to be in on that side was to be intellectually curious yes. about about yeah. things. You know, and now um, this person, you know, is is a part of this new breed. Where I mean, I don't know what literature or art in general, is to a person who's been captured by either side. Because yes. the thing is, here's the thing, and this is for both sides, if you write highly ideological uh, novels, it doesn't work. It sucks. And there's a guy, I'm not going to name him, who on the right, on the far right, who's written some novels. I've tried to read one of them. Way ideological, really obvious, yep. sort of about what... You What's know. propaganda then, isn't it? Well, it's just, it's just not... Uh, yeah, it is propaganda, and 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 because human beings aren't on the left or right. Human beings are where we are contradictory, and mm. and we have, we hold some views and not others, and we we are passionate about some things and not others. And but but we're all emotional. And that guy who wrote that on that book on the right, he just didn't have an emotional intelligence that allowed him to tell a story that took me, you know, mm. uh, in 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 a you know in, in, like. And this is a, a dangerous example, but you know, there's a film Downfall about Hitler. Some, something like that gets you to think about Hitler's, you know, <laughs> humanity of all things, yeah. and and some of the dreadful, like like you know, you feel this this when he's getting told that that you know he's fucking blown it. Like mm. you're sort of a bit embarrassed for him. Like you don't look at him. Like you look at him and you're like, you know, you could say part of you is like, of course, part of you is happy because you want to see the big man yeah, take the big take the fall. But part of you actually goes, oh wow, like 
I'm embarrassed for this guy, like because he's been humiliated, mm. you know, and 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 that's not taking into account all the all the all the, the unimaginable horrors that he yes. committed. Yeah. However, that's a piece of art. It's just a piece of art, and and you should be able to watch that film, make that film, act in that film, talk about that film, and get together with other people mm. on different sides of the aisle and argue about it without trying to end someone's career, end someone's life. And so this was this was a really uh, upsetting, you know, uh, thing because yeah. To, to have a literature cut off like that. Yeah, well, it, it, it's interesting also too when you when you think about this this person's response. Like, um, it, it, there's there's really only two two things here. It's either you know he's uh, he has been captured and he hates everything we're saying and he thinks it's hate speech and he doesn't want to be associated with us at all, which is bad, or <laughs> or he's so scared that if he appears on our show that somehow he will get hunted down and cancelled. Uh, and therefore, that's the reason why he doesn't want to come on our show. That's equally as bad, I think. That's worse, I think. You know, because the other thing I can sort of understand, whereas this, whereas the, the him being terrified is is so, yeah, which is kind of true because in looking at his bio and that, like, oh, it's all freely available. I didn't stalk him. Uh, it was uh, seemed to be a, an educator of some description. So you know, he's clearly worried about you know people cancelling him for going on a show where, you know. Uh, uh, we, we we just cover, uh, you know, we treat everything as as uh, there are no 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 go zones. Really, we should be able to have a bit of courage and 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 yeah yeah. It's, it was such just such a shameful uh, an event. You know what I mean? Like like and to me, indicative perfect perfect uh, representation of the divides that we're facing today and. Also, you know, because in, yeah. in the culture wars, no one talks about art enough. You know, people talk about, rightly, yes, yeah. we talk about, you know, women's rights, we talk about uh, children, we talk about, you know, uh, what human, sort of real human struggles, like in the day-to-day. But yeah. once again, art is, is getting the short shrift. And so not many, not enough people are asking the question as to why art is so terrible. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, yeah. now, and and why it's so, so, um, I don't know, one-dimensional, one-note, ideological, didactic, whatever. Pick your, yeah. pick, take your pick. It's all the same. And uh, and so, mm. yeah. And and what's what's funny as well is that this author, you know, um, that I'm talking about, would I'm fairly certain. I mean, he's people have tried to cancel him. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I'm and if he was around. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be into into uh, yeah because no thinking no thinking person can be into some of these ideas. Like if if you have if you've read anything about the world, if you know anything about history, other cultures, or other works of art, or if you've done all that, you you can't sign on to some of these really stupid ideas. Like the idea of yeah cultural appropriation or something. Like if you the moment you think about it for thirty seconds, you're like wait a minute, this isn't going to work. Like because isn't you know, mm. isn't that our entire society? Isn't that like human flourishing built on cultural appropriation? That's right. Some, well, you know, That's right. Some yeah, yeah. Learning, learning from other cultures, drawing from other cultures. The, you know, keeping the best, getting rid of the worst. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, so I mean, uh, you know, it's it's so so I don't understand how how that could work, and I don't understand how you could read a novel and you know, particularly anything done last you know century or whatever and be part of any enjoy any of that in the current climate because yes, yeah because you're encouraged to only like a certain type of mm, writing yeah and, um, well that yeah that is an interesting point because this particular person who is head of the society of of, of the author where we're talking about um i'm sure he is widely read from uh, you know lots of different authors and sources and different time periods and i'm sure you know if he's bought into all this woke stuff then wouldn't he now be cut off from all that offensive you know all that offensive stuff that came out from all those dead white men previously that's right you know you know, can't read shakespeare you can't read you know you can't read anything no but you can't and and um because uh, 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 you know, you should be able to because again, aesthetics has got nothing to do with it. For some reason, it, it's now politics or nothing. Like, well, like so, the only lenses you can look at a book, like or even a movie. You talk to someone about a movie or a book or something, and they go, 
like immediately jump to either morals, right or wrong, or, yeah. or go straight into it to race or gender or something. Oh, geez, it was a bit offensive. That's uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't yeah. that. Uh, oh, there weren't the, there weren't that many people of color. Yeah, or, or just a bit offensive that the maid was a chick, don't you think? And you go, I sorry, I didn't even notice. That. <laughs> it was a movie about assassins. Yes, yeah, you know, like I didn't, you know, I didn't. Or it was a period up. piece set in seventeen hundred something. <laughs> yeah, you know. right. yeah. And you go, he goes, oh, so do you think she should have been the manner of the, 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 the you know, the, the lord yeah, of the manor? Yeah. And you go, yeah, I, I guess um, maybe you should make that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. So it's it's just it's one of those things. It's 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 uh, it was yeah really crushing. And look, I have to go with that that Stephen Pressfield who wrote the the um, the War of Art, a wonderful book that we've read uh, ourselves many times. And he says in this situation, he goes, look, you know, because at the end of the day, like we've made this, we've, we're making this podcast, but we're, we're talking to the people we, we want to talk to, and we're doing what we want to do. And he would say, you know. Uh, you know, you'll make, you will lose friends, but, you know, you'll make better friends, truer friends. You know what I mean? Like there will be people yeah. who, who yeah. don't mm-hmm. believe in what you're doing. And that sounds like really weird to say, but it's it's true though. It's like, you know, because talking to all the people we, we've been talking to, like I feel like, um, you know, I feel like I am, well, maybe I'm being presumptuous, but I feel like, like I am talking to friends, you know, or at least like-minded people if mm. some of them yeah. are, are happy to be my friend. Uh, but, but, and, and that's, I think, you know, what happens, but if you try and live in those two worlds, like, you know, you, you, you can't like, you can't have it kind of both ways because to appeal to a guy like this, this guy we've been talking about, you've got to, you've got to stay silent. Like you've got to not, you've not, you've got to say, you know, isn't the 1619 project wonderful? Like, yeah, that's my yeah. favorite type of history. You've got to say, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like, fake history, my favorite type of history. It's, it's just my favorite type of history. <laughs> I think that, I don't know, like, I think Hannah Gadsby is possibly the greatest comedian ever, ever in the history of comedy. Mm. Like, that's the best type, really. Yeah. And, um, and I'd just like to start by apologizing to you for, mm. I don't know, everything I've done. <laughs> so, so everything so, i've done past present and future yeah and future so it's just like it's 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 a total it's a total mess so like who knows in the next hundred episodes where it'll go whether whether we'll, we'll get anyone to talk about um, mm. but having said look just to finish it off it spurred because I, I was it hit me this hit me hard and i was like really crushed uh, you know and it was it was pathetic to look at you know and um it did spur me to find some people online and i found uh one guest that we're going to have on later in the month and uh to talk about movies and she's 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 wonderful you know Mm. and i wouldn't have found her if um this other guy hadn't you know humiliated me Mm. um which i've now told everyone about (laughs) it is a shame though because we would like to to broaden the kinds of things we talk about on this podcast because at the moment, we are knee deep in the culture wars, and and rightly so, and and also, uh, you know, COVID just happened, so that's um, that's something that that needs to be talked about and discussed. But you know, we would like to talk uh, about other things, books, uh, you know, history, music, culture. You know, if it's uh, if it's all one thing all the time, it just uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's tough to take if you're living in the culture wars twenty four seven. Well. The problem is as well, and, and, and people don't ask this enough as well, what are they going to do if the war is won? Like mm. it may very well not be, and that's fine, Like because, you know, what we've been discovering is that it's been going on for a long time and that, you know, it's, it might outlast us all. But if by some chance we, we, we see uh, common sense again in, in our lifetime, I don't want to be one of these pathetic losers that's like, you know, having to drum up, like the, like the hate, hate crime hoax people. Like there's mm. not enough hate crimes going on or enough actual racism going on that they've got to drum it up. Yes, they've got to yeah. go. They've got to go. You, they've got to call it. They've got. To, you've got to put the noose over your neck. And yes. Then yeah. Buy yeah. the subway sandwich. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> do all of that. So I don't want to be that guy. Like like, and you've got to. And remember, these people, these wokesters. Think about this, dear listener. These wokesters have wasted so much of our goddamn life, and that yes. really yeah. should piss everyone off. That should mm. piss everyone off because every moment that I spend trying to think how to outwit their bullshit woke jitsu, yeah. I just 
don't, you know, I'm not reading crime, crime and punishment. Mm. You know, yeah, or doing whatever. Yeah, like, like, so they've wasted listening to Marla. Your, yeah, listening to Marla. They've listened, They've wasted your life, and and for that, we should be disappointed. So I feel like you've got to build in, you know, positive stuff, and 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 yeah, build in conversations about about art and history that aren't you know, focused on the same crap that, that, you know, everyone's been focusing on. Like, why do we have to only talk about race all the time when we talk about movies? I don't understand. Can I watch a few good men without having to wonder why enough of the men in the movie weren't, you know, black or or brown Mm. or something? Or, I mean, that's, yeah, but they should have been probably, you know. I don't know whether that was representative of the army at the time, but, like, can't we just look at it and say, Geez, but Jack was good in that movie, you know. Like, mm. uh, or is that too much to ask? It is of some people. <laughs> well, it is, and that's why we're doing this fucking show. Okay, <laughs> that's why the show exists. Okay, yes, uh, and and for many many episodes to come. So don't don't despair. We haven't lost interest in uh, trans issues <laughs> <laughs> and yes. other things. <laughs> For sure. Well, we have exciting guests coming up. Uh, we've got an episode of Sideboob Cinema coming up also, so tune into all of that. And if you like what we do, please consider uh, giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we haven't been plugging that enough. Um, we would really appreciate a few reviews or some ratings out there if you guys like um, like what we do. And if you don't like what we do, then... Um, I don't know. There's plenty of other podcasts out there you can listen to. Yeah. But what if they want to cancel you instead? I don't know. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> but what you can do is follow us at, at the New Flesh Pod uh, on Twitter. Yes. And you can follow us on Instagram too, New Flesh Podcast. You can find us there. We post little clips and stuff there for your amusement. All right. Well, we said what we said. Long live the New Flesh. Long live the New Flesh. <laughs> <laughs>